0: Match day 19, Pacific FC one, Atletico-Ottawa nil, of all the football matches that have ever been played, that was certainly one of them. To after the whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan every Tuesday, all season long, giving you analysis, reactions, and hot takes. And uh, we got a special intro from Patty this time.
1: To you live from Riga, Latvia, ATO International (laughs) Edition. (laughs) Uh, I'm all settled in my new place and ready to get uh, up early as shit to watch ATO play for the rest of the season. So uh, I'm still sticking on. Yeah, we're seven hours, seven hours ahead. So. You know, it's a game. A game at. Uh, I mean, the game on the weekend. I got to watch it at like one in the morning. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication, ladies. Yes, definitely. yes. Dedication.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, man. With that being said, though, as someone who stayed up until. <laughs> 2.30 in the morning to watch was- this match uh, I gotta say I'm pretty salty about how you, well, Yeah, after one like that you're like maybe next time I'll just watch it on delay yeah, yeah my uh, my mom and my fiance both were like we'll watch it with you and they were asleep by halftime so yeah
0: well I mean can you, can you blame them? You I cannot mean, like, <laughs> you all heard the intro before the theme song it was you know there was not a lot that happened in that game was there Patrick? it was it no, was a game of football for not. sure
1: but it was yeah it people was. you know there was a there was a players and a referee and, and a ball on the field uh but yeah yeah anyway i mean i mean for what we could see because I again it's at starlight and in watching that on tv is just i wanted to just, just poke my eyes out oh I'm my like, god what a it's terrible non-league bro yeah. like
0: it's 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 worse than watching like under 13's
1: parents filming their highlights yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> yep pretty much so um, yeah so it's tough to watch and also tough to watch let's say <laughs> mm. um, So yeah so we'll jump yep. right into it because um, actually Johnny's recording on his lunch break but it's uh, it's at, it's 7 p.m for me here. Um, we make you, it work. We, we do make it work for all of you. You know, you gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. But a lot of people have voiced that their opinion that this should have been a zero-zero game. Um, mm. I know basically the only goal for those of you that watched it, which I hope is everybody, or actually I hope nobody watched it after that game. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it really came down to that one. Uh, I'm gonna call it egregious defensive error that led to the goal. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think we deserve the tie by playing like that. I, I know people are saying it, but like I don't know about you, Johnny, but I'm like, man, like I would love to say that, but we played like dog shit. So
0: like, yep well, the, it's they it's, didn't, it's they didn't play games, well, but we played worse. Well, like like, I, like we were just saying earlier, like not much happened in that game, and it was whoever whoever nicked the goal deserved it. You know what yep. I mean? Like we we yep. both played like a pretty de- defensively solid game and didn't allow much attacks from either end. And you know, we played worse, I still would say, you know, of of the two teams, but yeah. yeah, no, it was one of those games where it was very very equal and whoever ended up coming out on top probably deserved it because they were the ones that would have taken advantage of uh, some sort of lapse yep. in focus. And boy and was exactly there a lapse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean bizarrely we went with a 3-4-2-1 which to me was like a bit of a gamble i think on carlos's part um but it honestly turned it out to be a, a total disaster on the pitch in my opinion um part of it i think was the formation part of it was the people or the players that he put into that formation i think as well um you had acosta Espayo, and neba in the back you had Tiso, Bahus, mckendry and howarth in the mids and bassett and tabla as high attacking mids and then vlad in the striker slot so just a real in my opinion mess of a formation and Boy, did a show on Saturday
0: <laughs> it's it's this one's really tough for me because I think like Tabla and Bassett both high up as attacking me is, is a really sweet idea true but I you've got having yeah, two, and I think McKendry having two, behind him like, well, well this is just it right behind him if you're going to put two behind him it would be McKendry and Sizoko and obviously that's something that we're going to get into later about where the fuck Sizoko was but um, when you're playing yeah. a, a three-four-two-one, you know, which is pretty in vogue right now. Yesterday, if anyone watched the uh, uh, one of the London derbies, Chelsea and, and Spurs both play that formation. Yep. Um, the three at the back with the wing backs. However, Chelsea and Spurs both have world-class wing backs, and you need <laughs> world-class <laughs> wing backs if all of your width is coming from those players. And I think it's safe to say that neither of us really uh, played a blinder on Saturday. Neither Howarth nor Tiso really played a blinder. So it was just we couldn't we couldn't work it through the middle. We couldn't work it through the wings. It's everything went wrong. And it was it was it was definitely the idea was there. Mm. But um, you know I think McKendry going down early kind of fucked it as well. And the sub that came afterwards was just awful. Awful decision from from Carlos Gonzalez.
1: Yeah, it was definitely rough, and I mean, it was it was Aliman that came on for him. Um, yeah, and I mean, again, I I don't want to like spoil anything, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that was a baffling decision across the board. Yeah. I, I I know the chat lit up. During that, being like, what the fuck is happening? Like, where <laughs> where
0: mean? is Carlos? Is he having a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> why is our Why is our DM pivot fucking Zakaria Bahus and Ali Bassett like two attacking mids? Like, yeah. where? Why is we could have done a like for like sub and threw Sazoko on and he was on the bench? Like, what's what's happening here?
1: yeah Yeah. we paid for it we sure (laughs) did Um, so yeah so I I think formationally it was a bit of a disaster Um, I mean if we're talking about the actual um, I want to touch on it very briefly but the turf holy like oh my god the turf Johnny like holy shit not good it's a disaster man like like, man the the players were all over the place the balls never bounced where it was supposed to be Uh, you know any the two I'm going to call them the the two biggest divers on the field which is Vlad and and Hurd you know just soaked it up they loved the fact that the field was super slippery Um, Mm -hmm. you know to quote or probably misquote uh, (laughs) Dan Duff there needs to be parity in the league, starting with grass fields where possible. So it's, yeah. it's frustrating, I think, for everyone in the league because we watch everyone play on turf, and anyone that's played soccer knows or football knows that playing on turf and playing on grass is a completely different game. Uh, yeah. And I think everyone agrees that grass is the far superior surface to play on. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's tough because I get it. Like We're in Canada, and growing grass takes a lot of maintenance <clears throat> and whatever throughout the year. Yeah. But like this, you're... You're, you're in B.C. Let's be real. This field is in B.C. You can fucking grow grass there. <laughs> this is probably the one
0: venue in the league where it's like the most uh, uh, practical to have a grass pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. And instead they have the shittiest turf in the league and a camera that's at shoulder height. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Well, the, I mean, the turf is a big. I mean, you won't, a lot of people will be like, oh, you're ones to talk. You play on turf as well. It's like, yeah, we play on turf. Our turf was new two years ago. Yeah. You and also I mean? like, I if it's another thing about dealing with parody, it's like you also have to have good turf to be playing on if if
1: you're going to be playing on turf but not only that like we are playing on turf that like at the end of the day td place is the red black stadium and football american canadian football in this case is played on turf so like that's Mm -hmm. just the limitation of our stadium starlight is a football stadium like a european football stadium so why the hell did they put turf on it? it is beyond me um, and, and for me, like on top of that, I think it's also a safety issue because look at the amount of torn ACLs, PCLs, MCLs like so far this year in the league. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. They're shit. We need to get rid of them. But, you know, here we are.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny that we bring that up as well. I mean, like uh, uh, Starlight with
1: grass would probably be the best venue in the league. One hundred percent. It would be 100%. like how nice does that place look? yeah it looks beautiful they just need to raise the camera and put grass on it and it would be yeah. probably the premier stadium premier right stadium in the league you're so close yeah yeah <laughs> so close so close anyways um uh, but plays. yeah so with, with that in those clowns yeah 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 exactly so let's uh <laughs> let's, let's shoot into key, some key stats here so uh yep. possession oddly was exactly 50 50 exactly Which is, I mean,
0: you know, I'm not not surprised, but I'm not surprised when we're going to go through these stats and how equal they are. I mean, like we were saying, it was basically just, you know, it was a a stoppable force meeting a movable object. It was was two very equally mediocre teams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially in this game. So, yeah, Pacific had five shots, two on target, two off target and a block. We had four, three Mm -hmm. on target, one off target. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's one of the few games that Atletico had more shots on target than the other side, but we still failed (laughs) to score,
0: (laughs) which, you know,
1: it's not great. Um, Callum Irving honestly put up a pretty decent game. But, I mean, that's easy to say when all three shots went directly into his gloves. So, uh, you know, six to one, half does the other. He had an all right game. Um, I don't think he was any better or worse, in my opinion, than Nathan Ingham. It's just Nathan got burned by that, you know, lapse in judgment by the defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were dispossessed 124 times. Pacific 137. But if we're talking about our wing, our wing backs, they were collectively dispossessed 36 times, which is insane. 36 of 124, and that's in our only our wing backs. So that's dire. Our, yeah, our sh- wing play was fucking dire. And it's it which was. which is rough because like
0: um, I mean I, I think Tiso played an awful game. I, I think Howarth played, you know about. He didn't play a great game either, but he you could tell he had so many ideas that he wanted to get out, but it wasn't it wasn't working a lot. you know yeah, I mean? just it just and didn't get dispossessed because it's right. like, yeah, it's like I don't have anyone to cross to, so I'm gonna have to try and make the run myself and then get dispossessed And that yeah. happened so many times. Yeah,
1: and there were some definite, I think uh, on in Howard's defense. I think he was one of the the kind of key I would call him like the hinge that was keeping our offensive play down that side of the field alive but the problem is if you got no one to pass to or no one to cross to you have to either just dump it into the six yard box or 18 yard box or the Mm -hmm. six yard box or make the run yourself and like that's not the kind of football we should be playing um absolutely not yeah yeah so uh i mean we can talk about i mean a little bit um what's your what's your opinion on early subs johnny i want to hear it carlos and early subs well,
0: I think this was probably Carlos's worst performance of the season so far. Um, obvi- yep. Obviously, we already went the over six-one. F- that includes the six-one loss at home. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think this is his worst yep. one yet. And, and when I say worst one yet, I mean that says it's if he's had a lot of him, he hasn't had a lot of poor performances. So that's why this one sticks out so much. But I, I thought mm. I thought the original sub was awful, and I think that that uh, like we already said, and I think that really set the tone for the rest of the match. Um, now. Being a pragmatic manager that he is, I feel I don't want to you know, start a rumor or say something that might be untrue, but surely Suzuka was not prepared to play, you know, 75, 60 minutes on the day if he didn't sub in like for like when McKendree went down. Yeah, I, he, I mean, you don't, he, you don't make that have. sub if, if unless you have to. Yeah
1: yeah i i I think i i would agree i mean again it's it's tough for us as kind of armchair armchair critics or whatever pundits to like look at what happened and not know 100 percent of the details but if i was a betting man i would probably bet that that is the case and he just wasn't prepared to play that many minutes which is why mckendry tried three times to carry on before he finally went off the field oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> um, and I mean to me like after the second time I would have been like all right you you get off like and they yeah. tried a third time and I was like bruh like I was literally saying
0: that to the TV I was like man get off like just yeah. get off like you don't need to hurt yourself like just call the day and, yeah he was
1: clearly but, like uh, kind of yeah. and I mean that's what happens when you go up and get a header like that you know you, your brain gets rattled around you a little fall,
0: bit you fall yeah. and you
1: fall bad right like it fucking happens like just it's, yeah. it's rough but it happens and
0: you know you'll shake it off in a few days but you're just not ready on the day to keep going but exactly. uh, as far as early Early subs and late subs. He left it far too late to do the rest yep. of the subs. We all knew watching from home. Like, well, why is this? like
1: He brought on the subs at 86 minutes, which is baffling to me because I think everybody was like, we needed the huge <laughs> changes at halftime. Because we were yeah. down one nothing, and the boys were playing not well in the formation mm-hmm. with, this, with the structure, with the f- players on the field. Like there was clear issues. I think everybody saw it at the GCP. You saw it in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I saw it in fucking Latvia. Like <laughs> everyone saw it from across the world and like somehow Carlos missed it. And Again, I just think yeah. that you're right. I think this was a, a rare occurrence of him maybe just not reading the field properly, um, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah i think uh, another part of our offensive attack that was a huge issue was vlad being up there i mean the boy had 38 touches and one off target shot like that's you can't no sorry like that can't be something that we're not going to score on that we're not going to win games on that like having, I was, having your striker take one shot all game is is 38 depressing. touches in 90 minutes that's in, or well 80 86 minutes so basically the whole game like that's insane to me that's insane like
0: And I mean, obviously, we know that poachers don't necessarily need to touch the ball a lot. No, but if you're going to touch it,
1: if you're going to touch it, touch it the right way that I'm. Please don't snip at that or take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I know Bryce is probably going to make something out of that, like a gif or some shit. Um, but yeah, so but, yeah, it's uh,
0: it's
1: t- it's tough. It's tough to watch. Um, we didn't. Re- we could have recorded way more under 21 minutes. That was another point that got brought up. I think like yeah, it's 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 hard to see when we're like okay, we're we're experimenting, but we're not experimenting with any of our young players really outside of mm-hmm. Bahus and like Antonia, who yeah. came out with like four minutes of actual time that we can keep him on um some people said i mean the, 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 let's talk about the goal briefly like the a lot of people said he may have been offside um i know it was a question that came with gcp it was in the chat for a bit they were saying like oh maybe because whatever blah blah, blah. as much as it hurts me to say this a it, it was a, a perfect play by pacific through to him uh mm-hmm. to get that goal and and i mean he he, he beat ingham hands down um it's funny because, like, well, Joey's – well, well, go ahead, yeah.
0: I was just going to say, like, it, it, appealing to the offside is, is a last-ditch effort. Yes. I mean, the defense was beat, and Ingham was beat. So, like, you yep. know, if it, was off, if it was offside, it would have been lucky for us. Yes. It's, it's like That's not something you should to get rely scored on. on. Yeah. Exactly. We deserve to get scored on in that play because we left their striker wide open in between our two CBs and then allowed the ball to go up there. So whether it was offside or not, that was a, a thing that we should have been punished on.
1: And we were. Yeah, we were. And we were. Yeah. It's funny because like like Joey sent me some notes and in his notes, (laughs) I have to read this verbatim. Uh, In his words, he is, quote, going to break his fingers now after having to type that and will now provide the rest of these notes in voice to text. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, man Joey does not enjoy Josh Hurd. <laughs> no, I don't think any of us enjoy Josh Hurd because he's an uh, asshole on the field. But, you know, goal is a goal, man. Like, goal's goal. take your s- stupid bleached hair and get out of here.
0: He's <laughs> a, a redhead, isn't
1: he? Bustos uh, is the bleached one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Bustos. No, he had, yeah. Well, Hurd had this stupid, like, like very short It looked like uh, The the fade got really Fucked up on his hair Like honestly I, I, I'm i blown away The bad haircuts On Pacific Like I'm just gonna Say it now If there was an award For bad haircuts In the league Pacific takes the <laughs> cake they are, Their team was- is just Chock full of <laughs> shitty hair
0: <laughs> I think it was on um, What was it The Halifax Has a, a, a podcast um, And Yeah when- Down at the pub <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah, and one of the one of the guys on it was like Pacific just gives me huge gym bro energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that is so accurate. Uh and yeah, especially
0: cuz this was last season too when when they also had Lucas McNaughton, which was probably the biggest gym bro in the league. Yeah, yeah, they all
1: got that like <laughs> stupid fade. Yeah. Yeah. God, so, we sound so bitter right now. I know we're so we're <laughs> such bitter old dudes. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, let's okay. Let's be less bitter. Let's talk about standouts if there is any. Um, if there is. Uh, any. I, I gotta I gotta say it. You know, I'm gonna go with Saint Miguel. Oh, mm-hmm. Always. Times, um, puts in a shift. Probably one of the Probably honestly the only really true standout To me this week um, yeah. yeah he lost possession 51 times to- Sorry 51 fuck that would have been bad 15 Ooh. times <laughs> <laughs> uh, But he made up He had 101 touches 11 complete Long balls I, mm-hmm. honestly he was the, the most major piece of any Offensive play we had he's definitely In my opinion continues to be Deserving of his deification As St. Miguel um, yeah. so he's Definitely number one for sure um,
0: uh, on, the, on the the on on that note, I would probably put Neba on this as well. I think yeah. the two of them as the outside center backs just did a really good job. Like other than the defensive laps, we played a really good defensive game. It was everything in front of the defense that was just impotent. Yes. So uh, uh, Miguel and Neba, and uh, we played the long ball a lot as well, and they did it quite well. Like you said, yep. 11 complete long balls from Acosta. I'm not sure how many Neba had, but I saw him you know we, we we went that strategy a lot of times and um they did it well and they defended for a uh, wide well as uh, because they have a lot of really good wide players yeah and that was a thing that uh, that was a uh, thing that was worrying me as well
1: yeah neba had seven long balls
0: yeah and I mean yeah. he had to contest with um with Kunle Dadaluk the whole time. Coonly Luke, which is probably one of the best right backs in the league. And also like fast, he, wears, he wears a really
1: and he wears a really stupid headband. A really stupid headband.
0: With the KDL thirteen <laughs> branding oh, on it. God like, Bruh. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not CR seven.
1: <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, I mean I would agree with you. I think Neba is is definitely up there. Um yeah. it's funny because like I think this is really just the, our defense as much as our defense let us down for that goal i i definitely don't blame either miguel or or neba for that one it was more center backs um yeah i know i'm i mean I'm, I'm a, and i, yeah. I, I do not even i don't even think espejo had a terrible
0: rest of the game either i thought you know he picked himself up and had a great rest of the game as well it was just like one one lapse in focus
1: yep yeah, yeah and i mean it, it a, you know i think it was bound to happen uh you know yeah. again we talk about how young he is and how he's learned and you know kind of mistakes like that happen and it just fucking sucks that this was the one that led to us dropping dropping points um so uh my my second on the on the list is gonna rustle i think a lot of jimmies out there uh but here we go carl howarth (laughs) uh now i'm sure you're listening out there right now and saying like patrick's clearly jet-lagged and or drunk Uh, but but hear me out so I I I mean obviously he had 61 touches he lost possession 20 times that's a lot Um, but with that being said I honestly think he was again with him and Miguel uh, were really the the only two points of offensive capability that were out there I think Carl was able to drive to the corner he was able to cut into the middle of the 18 Mm -hmm. um, several times he recovered a bunch of the balls so like I think that he had a, a decent game. I, I, it wasn't his best performance. I think we can all agree. Um, I don't think his his crosses were accurate at all. Um, no. But at least he was trying to get out there and make something happen with with yeah. the, you know what was going on in the field. So I guess even tarnished brass looks good compared to rust, which was the rest well, of the mean? team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
0: he was, that, that's is that another Joey quote? That mm. sounds like a Joey quote.
1: That is a Joey quote. He 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 <laughs> asked me to throw that one in there. So you know, a little yeah, little so nugget for Joey he listening. Mute.
0: But um, yeah, Carl was he definitely had the energy of like someone that was trying to drag this team kicking and screaming into a fucking some points,
1: which which I think, Saturday, it, it, which I think is know? respectable considering how he's wearing the captain's armband. And I think if yeah. you have a captain out of the field and the team's underperforming, at least yeah. your captain isn't the reason the team is underperforming. Yeah, yeah he exactly. had some losses or whatever, yeah. but like at least he was putting the effort in and anyone that looked to him during the game could see that. Yeah, Carl might not be having the best game. But the team is having a shit game in general, yeah. and at least yeah. he's trying to get us to a point where we can have some kind yeah. of, you know, offensive capability. I mean, for God's sakes, there was uh, there was one time I remember—it's burned into
0: my brain. He, you know, has no pass to make, no cross to make, so he takes on his own to go uh, to cut in. Deeks, one guy. Deeks another guy. Oh yeah, to the ground to hackle to the ground keeps possession of it. Goes around another oh, guy. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the, passes the ball off to He got the up, he got up Bahus, and kept passes, possession. <laughs> got up and kept it. Lays the ball off to Bahus. And what does Bahus do? Gives the ball away immediately. Yeah, and that was really that was the story of the game. You that's know a real. I mean? And I Once mean again, that's a real midfield. Yeah. It was just.
1: And I mean, that's a real kick of really, the nuts to Carl. In my
0: opinion. Oh, exactly. Exactly. He's the like, man, man busts I'm his trying, ass. Man. I'm trying over here. Like you guys got to, you guys got to. Give me thug something.
1: Thug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put Carl in here uh, just for that. Honestly, the tena- tenacity. To. He's on here for tenacity yeah. alone. Um, and then my last one's. I'm going to say Kevin Alleman. Um, hmm. I like the fact that we're finally seeing some life out of Alleman because we've talked about yeah. him being a ghost up until this point. While. Um, He gave us a little taste against FCE when he had that little cheeky pass outside the foot pass to Tablet for his second goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I feel like he he played well enough to make the standouts this week. 82% Mm -hmm. pass accuracy. He almost had a goal, which, Mm -hmm. you know, if he had put it a few inches to the left or right, he probably would have had it that would have been yeah and that would, that would have, been have been amazing season,
0: that would have been a season highlight reel.
1: yeah 100% oh. it would have been cuz it was beautiful the way that he played the ball yeah. through their set cbs and managed to get a yeah. shot off it sucks okay. that it went straight into the hands of of uh, their keeper but you know that's that happens sometimes um you know he had 100% of his tackles five recoveries there's not a lot of good this week but i feel like kevin was was there when we needed him he was yeah he was there so yeah, uh, I, th- I
0: think this uh, the, the, this this formation with with the right players right off the bat could do well. And you know, I think him at the top with Ali or Tabla or maybe even with the three of them, you throw Tabla up and freaking striker or something like that. Like I think they should have done, done something. Some more minutes. They should have done something. Yeah. Honestly, Carlos should get some more minutes if he's starting for sure.
1: Well, and, and again, I think that I feel after seeing this game and the game against Edmonton, I feel more comfortable with him in a... I don't know if I would necessarily start him, but I feel more comfortable mm-hmm. if you sub him in with more minutes left in the game.
0: Yeah, no, uh, yeah, for sure. You're right there, absolutely. Because I, I know um, closer to the beginning of the season, he, you know... Dropped a couple stinkers. He wasn't mm-hmm. really doing the best, and um, I know I, I, you know, he had some spell on the sidelines as well. I don't know if he was injured or what the deal with was that he wasn't making the bench, and now he's come off the bench two games in a row and has put into really good performances. So I think it's safe to say that whatever sort of monkey was on his back is uh, no longer on it. <laughs> so it's 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 nice to have the, that you know now that we've got him and Antoniuk as well as like attacking substitution options.
1: Yeah, it I gives think, us a little um, more depth in the in the attacking yeah. mids for sure. Yeah,
0: especially for the run running going into the into in the playoffs, playoffs yeah. where exactly. we need it.
1: Yeah. Possible playoffs, Johnny? Really? Listen, don't you don't, don't, to, don't you bring I, that pessimism I, in here?
0: <laughs> don't you put that evil on me? <laughs> I don't want I don't I don't want someone to clip this and make me look like an idiot in a month or two. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so <laughs> that was positive. Now let's go that's, to the other side. Yeah, of Disappointments.
1: Uh, Our biggest disappointment off. is going to be the same player. Why don't you kick us off? Holy fuck, Vlad Moragrega! Like. Awful. The man Just should start awful. building a house to live on the disappointment list because, like, a lot of a lot of people at the start of the season were kind of comparing him to Uche from last season um, in terms of <laughs> over-promise, under-deliver. And honestly, after the last yeah. few games, it's hard not to draw those parallels. He had 38 touches, two dribble. He only had two dribbles, and he somehow still managed to lose half of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, and one shot, but it was off target. Um, yeah. And I mean if we're going to talk about Vlad. we should talk about the elephant on the pitch uh, which is diving. Yeah. My god. Oh my god. He doesn't sell it well either. It's no. Just, if, you're gonna, if you're going to if you're going to dive be professional about it and be smart about it. Like Vlad's be not, the best uh, diver that you can be. <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Be the king of the divers. Um yeah. but but Vlad like man like it's 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 frustrating to watch. Um, and honestly, like, I think he did it so often that it was to the detriment of the team and that the referee started yep. seeing it. He was like, well, yep. I guess, you know, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm just going to start ignoring it. Like, he's the boy yeah, who cried. He's the boy who, all across yeah, the pitch. he's the boy who cried foul, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's tough because like he did get a legitimate foul. And it was it was as as we would call it. It was in the Ollie Bassett kill zone right at the top Near of the, the 18. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, they didn't get a call. And I think largely it's because yeah. the ref looked at it and was like, well, you've been doing it all game you know, I'm not going to give this to you at this point. After yeah, I don't that. know
0: if this is real or not. Yeah, I mean, exactly. From home from our televisions, it was a clear foul and it should have been, but I mean, can you really blame a ref for no. uh, assuming? I, oh maybe my God. He's Wait, Johnny, again.
1: Johnny, are we defending the referees right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You've heard it all. Oh, ref- <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, and I mean, like the Jersey drag, like I get that you were trying to get a whistle, to mm-hmm. to get you know uh to get mckendry off the field but like mm-hmm. don't be that blatant because that to yeah. me is like easily a yellow card that you could draw yeah um and for him I mean he, he's he's I guess he's on yellow card accumulation now I think yeah he's out next well there you go so a little bit of a fizzle for the Liga MX edition <laughs> a little bit of a fizzle and is gonna be riding the pine for the next <laughs> for the next game. What?
0: Watching this his game on Saturday, and I've been you know he's always been like this, but I think Saturday was probably his worst. Um, seeing him, you know, seeing the things that a target man striker should be doing. So yeah. ball comes to him, you know, uh, ball comes to him high, it ricochets off of him. Does he manage to bring it down to his feet? He passes it and gives it away. Does he manage to turn around and try and make a run? He ends up falling over. It's like these are the things that, as a target man striker that you're supposed to be able to do. And there was a, a moment later in the game where a ball bounced off the back of his head, and I was as he was making a run, and then the ball bounced off the back of his head, and I'm like, "This is comically like representative of you as a striker for Atletico Aguas so far." That's
1: like is like is like piesta
0: resistance
1: as as an yeah. Atletico
0: striker. Yeah. Like I might gift that. I might gift that.
1: I I, I I I low key hope that ends up in 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 the chat for sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, it so, say it, but I mean, truly, truly awful performance. Yeah. Back to Vlad the Sad, my dude. Um, yeah. So uh, if we're going to go, I mean, I know you talked about it a bit ago. I didn't. I, I liked some of Diego Espayo's, and it pains me mm-hmm. to put him here. He's the perennial mm-hmm. wonder boy every every week. But honestly, Hurd's goal was a direct result of him completely misreading the play. And some yeah, people were like, oh, he tripped that. or whatever. He tripped or whatever. But like, he shouldn't have even been in the position to be caught flat-footed like that yeah. and to try and make that turn because I don't think he tripped. I think he was just off balance because, yeah. of, because he just completely misread the play. So, yeah. yeah, he had an otherwise decent game. But honestly, that was a real blunder that cost us yeah. at least one point, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. And points yeah. that we need right now, especially after some of the no, results exactly. this week. So, especially against other top four teams at the moment. If if we want to, you know, not
0: just make playoffs, yeah. but possibly be in a top two seed. But uh, yeah, no, Speo, Obviously, the one mistake for the goal is you know puts the nail in the coffin. But I think you know an- another disappointment here that I really did not like him on Saturday was Maxim Tiso.
1: Oh boy, that was a, a
0: really rough bad, bad game. It was rough. A very bad game. <laughs> The amount, yeah. the amount of errant crosses that just went out of bounds or went to nobody, or especially when he had time to do something and instead just popped yeah. it up to no one, it's
1: frustrating. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, 51 touches, 0% successful dribbles, zero out of five ground duels won, lost possession 16 times in 86 minutes. Oh, my God.
0: Goodness.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we've said he can be hot and cold, and he was Antarctica cold this week. <laughs> like, holy shit! <laughs> I was surprised he made it past halftime. I think everybody was surprised he made it past halftime. So, yeah, it's uh, it sucks, but he's back on the uh, disappointments. So like, oh, man, I, hate, I I hate it. Every week, I feel like Vlad and him are on the disappointments often, yeah. and it sucks because I don't. I, again, I, I obviously they have skill as players. I just mm-hmm. think that they. Vlad is a whole other story. Max, hot, good and bad, because uh, yeah. we've seen him. We've seen him have amazing games, and I just I don't yeah. understand the lack of consistency from Maxim Tiso. I don't understand it. It's
0: no. I mean, honestly, I think Ivan Perez can't come fit soon enough because I would just love to see a different option on that uh, on that left wing back role. You know yeah, I, I guess. Mean? I it's guess it's, it's, it's yeah. either it's either Max or someone that can fill in there if need be. You know, rather than our proper
1: deputy yeah that's a that's a good point so i mean it sucks again i think that he's in that position and that he's we're using what we got but uh, yeah i'm hoping Yvonne is back sooner rather than later mm-hmm. yep absolutely yep. so
0: i don't i mean i don't want to go into any other players i think we can stop there but i, think, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean we it's can keep going because there's definitely yeah. other disappointments out there but you know it's okay it's okay
1: <laughs> let's not ruin that any anyone's
0: the... tuesday mornings yeah yeah exactly <laughs> So I mean we can we can still talk about things you know improvement. I mean where do we even go from from that everything I, in that game I needs to be improved.
1: I don't I don't even know where to start here man. Like honestly yeah. that game was easily one of the worst if not the worst games of the season for us. And I know it was only a one nothing game but like I just think we were completely disjointed a complete disjointed mess the entire mm-hmm. 90 minutes. Um you know like Starting line of a formation, mm, you know what? Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Bit of a gamble. Mm-hmm. I know we're all on like we're all on Team Cargo, but I think everybody was baffled by his choices and more so by his sub selections yeah. when mm-hmm. those choices didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, putting ba- Bassett with Tabla in the attacking mid, also gr- it's great, but we're now we're relying on Ben McKendry and Behu to control the mid. Massive blunder, yeah. and yeah. it showed because uh, yeah. honestly, it just totally blunted. The normally razor sharp Ollie Bassett and negated mm. Balu's offensive power and ability to move the ball completely, and we saw it because like how many times did Balu touch the ball in that game?
0: He I touched mean, the. They didn't. He, well, there was. He there touched was, the ball so many. T- yeah, you tell me. 27. <laughs> tell me many, 27 times 27. In, ni- in ninety minutes. Oh my goodness, that's rough. <laughs> Well, that's rough. I mean, yeah. when, when when we're playing so stunted like that, I mean, basically, you have to go, your one strategy is
1: give the ball to Baloo Tabla.
0: <laughs> that's what you need <laughs> Pretty to much. do, Pretty basically.
1: Much. And we weren't able to do that. <laughs> yeah, because we just had no mo- control in the middle third of the pitch. And it's shitty yeah. to say, but that's just what it was. Um, I mean, and then the the second area for improvement is definitely the subs. Like, yeah. I just... I. It, Baffles me why Carlos waited until 86 minutes to try and unfuck the issues on the pitch because you could see from outer space that that formation wasn't working. <laughs> and then when he finally did try, like, I man, I almost woke up my fiance and my daughter who were both sleeping when I yelled yeah. at the TV because the changes were Becky for Tiso and Vlad for or, and Brian Wright for Vlad. And I was like, what the fuck is happening on the field yes. right now? <laughs> We'll see. I
0: mean, here's what I'm talking about without having a proper deputy for Maxim Tussauds. why the fuck is Drew Becky being subbed in at left
1: wing back? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you you know know tell me. me. Yeah.
0: So that's when I saw it. I was like, OK, like there's got to be he's for, he's being forced into the into these moves right now because all of this is so un- uncharacteristic. You know, it yep. doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that all of us were expecting some changes at halftime and they just never came. And here we are talking yep. about a, 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 a one nothing loss and probably one of our worst yep. performances the season. So,
0: so hopefully yeah. hopefully these cargo problems were as a result of, you know, uh, an away game what, whatever three time zones away kicking off a three game and seven day stretch and it was just load management or injury management as well you know yeah I mean, as someone
1: just... who is also currently jet-lagged I can tell you my brain is not firing on all cylinders so maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the reason as well uh, yeah so um
0: Johnny what's your moment of the match man let's hear it um, I mean, obviously, the, the one time where a thing happened. <laughs> but what could it be, Johnny? <laughs> Alleman's Maisie yeah. Bernardo Silva-esque run through their entire midfield and defense,
1: and then kicks to it straight off at the one goal. Of our <laughs> most,
0: yeah, one of our most exciting shots. And it's this is a uh, watching the replay. I noticed it at the time as well. I was like, man, if you let if you let that ball if you let Baloo take that shot because he was right there, ready to just ping it with his right foot. Then, you know, he... Something else... I'm, I'm not going to say he would have buried it because uh, that's the stupid thing to say. But, I mean, I, I think that allen taking the shot... Was obviously after that run, he was not well placed enough to take a good shot. You know, he yeah. was leaning over a little. I think he was leaning either back or sideways, still trying He's, to get the shot. Yeah, I think he was leaning over run. to
1: his left, and then he tried to like yeah. take the shot. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it wasn't the perfect stance, the perfect power, or the perfect placement for that shot after that amazing Maisie run. But you know, Balu was basically waiting right there to just hit it with a right-footed rocket.
1: However, I mean, I don't think we can fault kevin for taking that shot because we talked yeah, about it last week not. with the whole mora grega you know getting <clears throat> super angry about the shot that got taken not passed to him like mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day i think that you know alleman did all the work and then he got there and he made a call he had the mm-hmm. angle potentially to score and he, he just yep. t- he took the shot and it just didn't go where he wanted it to yeah. you know sucks but you know that's the way the it game happens. is sometimes
0: it happens. I mean so and sometimes you just you, you get you get into like that zone, you know, after a run like that, like you're not necessarily thinking you like he he was ready to take on the world essentially. So you're just thinking about well, the unproductive. Well he did. Point. He
1: burned like three defenders in a row and I was like yeah. shit. Yeah. Like That's where was goes. where was this Kevin Allen in like game three this season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's it's, it's, it's and we're, glad we're glad he's here. We're glad he's here now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to see someone arrive like that at a crucial moment yeah. in a season like that. Yeah, well, and
1: it is a crucial moment because, like, we're, we're currently sitting in a position in a, in a really... Uh, it's not precarious because we do still have a six-point lead over, I think, Valor's right behind us. Yeah, Valor's um, right behind us. But at the same time, you look at the way Valor's been playing in their last few games, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta give them credit. I mean, they, they they put up their first loss, I think, in six games a couple days ago against the Wanderers, so... Here we are. A, um, it
0: is. It's, it's a little precarious. We could have had a nine-point. We could have had a nine-point gap. Would have been We had a nine-point gap. gap, a nine point gap Even now a seven-point gap would have been good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because now we're just two uh, unfortunate results away from possibly not being in a playoff position. So. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, we're really gonna have to kind of rack, rack some points. Uh, we we. To me, that makes the Halifax game on Wednesday a must-win for us. Oh yeah. Because um, sure. if we don't, we are in hot water for going into the playoff. Yeah. The playoff, uh, you know, track at the end of the season. The running, as they say, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. well wow, we were from rapid, us. Rapid,
1: rapid fire on that one. That was good. <laughs> yeah, Tryna, we're good. trying to get finished before Johnny's lunch break
0: ends. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, You've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. ccsg mailbag
1: it mailbag is time, baby. the mailbag welcome to the mailbag uh you know mailbag's a nice segment of the podcast that we give out to ccsg members so they can ask any hot takes questions concerns queries jokes whatever you want to send to us this week the mailbag is actually even fuller than last week which is weird to me um uh, we amazing. got a lot a lot of questions and a lot of hot takes um but it's the best part of being part of CCSG is you get a free segment of the podcast that is just for you as a That's member. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for you. Um, all right. Oh, okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's, You want to shoot let, you one let, first. Yeah, go or for you it. Want to let's shoot it. one of me first. You know what you shoot, yeah? you, sh- you shoot to me first. I'll shoot to you first.
0: All right. This is a good one. Why? Cause this is the thing I was wondering too. And a lot of people are wondering why are we not as cohesive of a unit with anyone, but drew Becky as captain. Howarth is the most decent alternative to him, but you can still see a huge difference. However, I'll admit that Cargo making subs so late yesterday was probably also a factor. So Cargo's going to get strays in most of these questions probably for Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a thing that's happened throughout the this, this season. Why are why do we look so much better with Drew on the pitch as opposed to without him?
1: Um, I think it – I honestly think it comes down to well, – I mean, I don't want to simplify it. I don't want to simplify it by saying, like, oh, it's because he's a better leader or anything. Because I honestly mm-hmm. don't think – He's necessarily in a vacuum better uh, a better or worse captain than than drew becky Um, However, I think in this formation in the way that we were playing with the players on the pitch Mm -hmm. And we and we do it to ourselves a little bit because oftentimes when we put carl out there as the captain There's a little bit of a a difference in starting 11. There might be Mm -hmm. a change up in how we do subs um, I think that drew brings Uh, an extreme level of calm i'm gonna call it to the back Mm -hmm. whereas carl i say that but he got a yellow card for 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 dissent (laughs) so uh what do i what do what do do i know um but no i i do think that when drew's on and he comes on the pitch or starts starts the match he does control he uses that (laughs) that classic drew becky like if you've seen him yelling at the defense when he realizes they're kind of doing something maybe uh not not the way we should be playing. I think yeah. that if Drew was out there during that play, I don't think Espeya would have misread that play. I think Drew yeah. would have controlled that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that Drew brings a little more maturity um, as far as as far as his role as captain. That being said, I do think Carl's also an effective captain just in a different way. And he's less. Yeah, he's he's less of a of a kind of like I don't want to say like a micromanager, but he, he's he's less um, vocal in controlling the, the pitch. And more like controlling his section and also assisting other players in like making plays. Whereas Drew, I feel like, is is kind of more of a, a of a play a shot caller, so to speak, out on the out on the pitch. Um, yeah. So so it's tough. And again, I think that it, it's always hard for a team to see their starting cap. And I think that, again, part of it's mental. It's always tough for a team to see their starting captain on the bench. Um, you know, in this case, for a minor injury or whatever. Um, so that that has. Uh, you can't discount that as as a factor, the the mental aspect of the team seeing their captain sitting on a bench, knowing that, yes, they still have a captain out there. Yes, Carl's still effective, but it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, who they're used to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's as as you know, as someone that's never played this game at a super competitive level, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass a bit, but it's just when you say being like a shot caller, it's like, I feel like you can far more be the general from the back when you're a CB than when you're you know a wing back that's bombing up and
1: down the whole time and you know you've got well, shit to take care of. Yeah, not only that, <laughs> not only that, we talked about it. Like Carl was basically trying to like drag this team up a up a you know pretty steep mountain and when you're do- when you're doing that and you're trying to create those plays and you're trying to make you know opportunities for goals and then move the ball around on the side so that the team gets a little more space you don't have Mm -hmm. time to then also be controlling how the defense is is spreading the field how the midfields are passing like all that stuff like so i think that that's really the the big issue um Mm -hmm. so again not that carl's a bad captain because he's not he's he did an excellent job he's done an excellent job in the past i just think think it's a it's a it's a different style of of being a captain and in this case Mm -hmm. it burned us a little bit because of who we had on the field at the time So next question. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Let me. Yeah, you shoot this one. Yeah, I'll shoot. I'll shoot this one to you. So Vlad and Wright are not working as strikers (laughs) and we do not know what is happening with Shaw. What should we do to resolve the issue? Is it realistic to adapt the formation at this point of the season or should we stick with the Vlad Wright until the bitter end? Well, I
0: mean, is
1: there's really no
0: choice you know, unless we're going to play strikerless and I mean, that's something we could do, you know, I mean, if we wanted to, uh, to play like a four, three, three and have like tablet play like a false nine in the middle. Like it's, it's something that could totally be done, but you know, that would be a complete overhaul of our style and our system. And it's, it wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. So that's a dangerous change. (laughs) Exactly. So I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. We do. I mean, we've got we've got two strikers that are absolutely shooting blanks game after game, and we've got a third striker that's been injured for weeks now. So it's, yeah, what like the the it's our it's our weakest position, and we don't have any alternatives to it. You know, I mean, we could we could play Tabla up top as a striker. I, I
1: don't know how much he would want to do that, how
0: effective he would be at it, but it's just
1: but at this point like what do we have yeah at this point what do do we have to lose you know maybe that is an experiment that might happen at some point maybe yeah it's possible and basically and I, the
0: answer I, is I don't know We don't have a lot of
1: options I No idea <laughs> uh, I, I think that's That's the other thing too So A lot of people Were kind of baffled When we saw that Sergio Got signed um, on, on loan For the season mm-hmm. And I was like Man I think a lot of us Were like another defender Really We, yeah. <laughs> like, we have We have very little Offensive capability And we're bringing in More defense So Yeah yeah, I uh, I I think you're you're probably right that we we don't know. The answer to the question is we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll go we'll go with it, I guess. Uh, I, no. I I see Brian maybe coming back in the next game. You know, Shaw coming back in no, the next no, game. Uh, no, Brian Wright maybe. Oh, like, you want him to start in the next game? Well, yeah, I mean, he's gonna man, have to
0: considering Vlad's. Yeah, Vlad's uh, on the yellow. Oh yeah, Vlad's on the yellow card. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see him that out uh, against it the Wanderers. That is the answer. be Brian Wright. That would be yeah. necessity. <laughs> um. <laughs> Cargo has been able to navigate us through a fairly successful season thus far, but he sometimes waits too long to make adjustments that are needed in order to shake things up and create more chances. Is this something we should be worried about going into the last third of the season as we fight for a playoff spot against some tough teams?
1: Ooh. Um, I don't think we need to be worried about it. I, I think that Carlos... Is, is he is is he
0: sometimes late to make adjustments? I don't really I don't, remember a game before this one where that's been an issue. Like he generally makes his sixty minute subs and like manages it quite. Obviously he makes the late subs a little late, and we see people like Antonia gone far too late. But I mean he's normally pretty accurate with doing his like sixty minute subs.
1: Yeah, um, I th- I think you're right. I think that again, in this case it was just a, a weird kind of blip. I'm gonna yeah. call it. Um, I think that he'll conti- He'll revert back to his kind of pragmatic sub because we talked about it. we were like oh he's a submaster. he's the commander of the sub you know like because he we is did. we said that a couple weeks I, I know and I'm like oh shit uh, that. but, but that's what I mean so like we've seen him do it effectively and I think he can continue mm-hmm. to do it effectively I just think that you know he needs to revert maybe back to to, to you know the old playbook yeah. <laughs> as far as what we've put out this season yeah yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. And like I, we say, it was a blip. I mean, I don't think there's anything yeah. to be read into. Yeah, well, that's just it's... it. I don't think we need to like beat it to death. Uh, yeah. The next couple are kind of rehashed of the last question. This oh, one's ooh. kind of that. Yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. Okay, like... here we go. Oh, yeah, I got one. Uh, with three games at a seven-day stretch, is this slower style intentional to try and make sure there's gas in the tank for all three games? Is it worth it if we pl- uh, play like we did against Pacific – What's, um, what do you think I think if we play that type of game
0: against Halifax at home on Wednesday I'll be very disappointed and I, and that probably isn't the plan I mean like like we said you know obviously it's the beginning of a long stretch um it's our first visit all uh to Victoria this season um we have more injuries than we've had throughout the season um mm. I don't think that this is representative of how we're going to play for the rest of this run in
1: yeah yeah i mean and again i I don't i i i personally don't think that this game was carlos intentionally trying to like kind of hold hold back some gas in the tank because i I do think that with the current healthy i'm gonna say like with the healthy players we have i think we have enough Mm -hmm. you know mustard to be able to to make the playoffs um now that we've added sergio it adds a little more defensive kind of depth which is good Mm -hmm. um with the with injuries i mean who knows maybe you know sergio comes on and we play some formation where Tiso can finally sit on the bench and you know we have sergio canvas out there assisting the the back line um as a you know as a atletico madrid b captain which is like insane to me that we managed to get him thanks 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 Thanks,
0: atletico madrid (laughs) yeah we haven't really talked about yet on this show but we just literally signed atletico madrid b's fucking captain (laughs) nothing nuts Is this it's the insane. highest profile player we're gonna get as far as like a, a loan or a signing like from Daddy Club? Like that's ridiculous. Isn't getting unless we're getting freaking bench players from the senior team. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really get any bigger than that. <laughs> well, yeah, and he actually played. I think he 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 was a be- he was a bench player for he's a Champions a, League he's, match. He's a, <laughs> we literally signed someone who has been on the bench in a in a in a in a game day eighteen with. Uh, uh, Antoine Griezmann, Joao Felix, and Louis fucking Suarez in a Champions yep. League game against AC Milan. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's Isn't that pretty, crazy? Crazy. it's pretty,
1: pretty crazy, but it's good. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of him uh, going forward towards the end of the season. Yep. Um, this actually ties into that a bit. For a second
0: game in a row, Neba is starting over Becky. Is this the end of Drew as a starter? No. Now, keep in mind, we just signed another center back who can no. also play right back
1: i i don't think this is the end of drew as a starter i think obviously drew suffered a bit of an injury i think this gives us the the runway for drew to come back in a healthy way Mm. um it gives us a little bit more flexibility in future games to be able to maybe play sergio and give Mm. give becky a little bit more rest so that he can come back you know and be the be the captain and be the the Ca- you know, I guess captain of the of the defense that we need him to be, captain of the team yeah. that we need him to be. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think this is the end of, of Drew starting. Maybe short term, you know, Neva starts, we get Sergio out there, and then Becky comes back when he's healthy, and Carlos, you know, rotates the the back four and figures out a formation that's going to work with both of them on there. Um, yeah. But you know, I guess I guess it's wait and see at this point because we also yeah. also don't know what the extent of Drew's injury is so.
0: Yeah and I mean it's it, we we can also even if Drew isn't starting or not starting consistently we can use him and uh Espeo to to you know give each other a break yep. now that we see that you know Espeo starting to make mistakes it might be you know time to not play every single minute of every game so uh, <laughs> you know it's and and I I'm also wanting to go back to go back to Camus I think um I, I, do, you, do you see him maybe playing where Acosta is currently playing as like a right-sided center back and then maybe throwing Acosta on a wing back where he's also quite good? Or
1: Yeah, I mean, of... I, I, I think that that gives us that option, um, yeah. whether or not Carl takes that, but that's actually a really good point that I really hadn't yeah. considered directly. Like, yeah, yeah, that would give us a little bit more ability to switch because we've seen Miguel play in that role, um, which mm-hmm. could easily give... You know, Tiso a break as, as a as a wing back to to put someone else in there, right? So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that that. Gives us options, and I like that. I like that it gives us options. So I know before I said like, why the fuck did we just sign a defensive guy? But like, it gives us <laughs> options, and I think that's good going into where we're going into. Yeah. Because um, obviously, but, Acosta played left
0: back a lot last season
1: as well. He so did. He can, yep. that, uh, he can
0: slot into that. He can slot into that Tiso role on the left.
1: Yep. And again, maybe that's maybe that's what maybe that is part of the issue of Tiso's consistency is that he is playing mm-hmm. so much yeah. that you know it's starting to affect his ability to put out a consistent performance. Yep
0: yeah for sure yeah Um, yeah yeah there's a there's a question here actually asking basically about that a has been solid all year played almost every minute does he need a break we kind of went over that probably yes I
1: think maybe yes
0: (laughs) yeah um actually and I also answered a question that's here as well what happens with Camus he's a great addition do we should we put him on
1: or should he start from the bench I think what do you think you think do you think he starts on Wednesday yeah um I think he might honestly I I think all of that depends on Drew Becky's health I think yeah. if Drew is healthy and ready to play, maybe Kamis plays as a sub. If he's not healthy, I think maybe he starts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's a gamble. Yeah. It's, roll, it's a roll of the dice. I mean, I think you know, after <laughs> a performance uh, like on Saturday, I, I think it wouldn't be wouldn't be such a bad thing if we did a little bit of rotation from that lineup.
1: Yeah, I I I think that's probably the way <laughs> we got to we we got to roll with that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, here's one specifically for you that I'm just going to throw in the middle here. <laughs> okay, let's uh, Latvia won a hockey game yesterday. Is everyone there still hungover or drunk because of that?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Honestly, it's funny that this question came up because for those of you who don't know, the World Junior Hockey Tournament's going on right now. Uh, Canada beat Latvia a couple days ago. My first day in Latvia, actually, Canada beat Latvia. Great welcome, big middle finger to Latvia <laughs> on my first day here. Uh, but they beat Czechia, which is, I think... Uh, yeah, they're going to the actually they, they managed to beat Czechia to move on to the quarterfinals, which is huge, huge for the, the, the young young men from Latvia um to mm-hmm. pull off. And I can tell you right now, I heard like when the game was on, I was on my balcony and I could hear people like when they when they finally won, like the cheering in the distance, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> unreal." So that um, yeah, I mean, everyone here was, I think, moving a little slower than usual <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> today when I was downtown. Um, but but I mean, congrats to the to the Latvian hockey team yeah. for advancing. That's that's really great for the for them to see. It's, so it's a good slowness. It is a good it's slowness because we've slowness. all been there. Anyone that's watched <laughs> Canadian hockey, which hopefully is everyone listening, yeah, uh, we've right all right. been there for you know multiple yeah. tournaments. So. Yep
0: yeah 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 i remember, um, after, uh, I remember after the golden said golden goal in 2010 i don't think uh, i went to work for a week after that yeah i was massively
1: hungover after,
0: <laughs> after that so
1: um you know I'm, I'm just gonna ask a general question because there's actually a few in a row here that are about um under 21 <laughs> minutes yeah so people there's no way Antonia doesn't start this week is there mm-hmm. could we see three under 21s on the field together on wednesday so, yeah. under 21 minutes, I think, are becoming more and more of an issue. I know that Carlos yeah. has promised us he's going to hit it, and Fernando has echoed that he, we're going to hit it. What's your What's yeah. your take?
0: So, I'm not worried about us hitting it. I remember earlier in the season when I was said, am I worried about us hitting it? No, I'm not. Am I worried about um, the fallout as far as our performances that might happen in order for us to hit it? Yes, I am. And I think this game, is another question about this as well, about, um, about who's being a serious liability out there on Saturday and he played 90 minutes regardless of that and i think unfortunately that might be something that we start seeing more and more often leaving under 21s out there even when they're not performing because we have to for the rules and like Mm i like i said earlier about that one play with carl about giving it off to bohus then he gave it away i don't know how many times bohus gave the ball away on saturday but it was far too much and he played far too many minutes for someone that was performing that poorly but do you think they only kept him on the field for the under 21 minutes then I think that's the only reason they kept him on the field. That's, he shouldn't have yeah. stayed out there for a whole 90. And I mean, I love the kid. I think he's incredible. He puts in a lot of great performances, but he's still young, so these inconsistencies are going to happen. And keeping him out there regardless, because we need to have minutes, is it's unfortunate, but it's a hole that we dug ourselves into, and we're going to see <laughs> things like this happen more and more, you know? Unless someone like Antonia starts starting and playing 90 minutes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not against that, per se. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against it either I mean we have yeah. another option now why not, uh, why not yeah. use it and plus it'll get us a ton of, uh, under 21 minutes at the same time
0: so yeah. I know that's all yeah. sounded quite harsh but um, I mean I think it's the reality I think I think that's what we saw we, we saw what we were worried about as far as uh, what might happen to our performances if we're sort of forced to shoehorn in under 21 minutes regardless yeah. of how we're playing yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because sure. I think a midfield a midfield pivot of of, of Bassett and Bahus was awful it was and rough It made no sense It made no sense But it was a yeah. necessity And it sucks yep. that it was a necessity But it was here. But here we are Yep <laughs> yeah, we <go> <laughs> And we go again And we go again Here's a good one I'm going to throw out to you We had our lowest attendance when we played a Wednesday night rescheduled game That was um, I think the, the second time Valor came Yep um, And we had our highest attendance surprisingly for our last one When you know the monsoon descended on y'all um, what are our predictions for this Wednesday? What number would make us comfortable in the direction that we're going as far as attendance wise?
1: Um, I mean, I know like a lot of people focus on the attendance numbers cause they come out every week and there's like a rolling yeah. average and whatever. And mm-hmm. everyone likes to like flex on Edmonton and New York for having no fans. Um, yeah. we're lucky because I think we have a fairly dedicated fan base. So even when we have like quote unquote low turnout numbers, we're still turning out, you know, 3000, 4,000 people. Um, yeah. so yeah. Do I think – I honestly think we're going to see a fairly large turnout against Halifax, mm-hmm. especially because Halifax is one of the teams where there's a lot of Haligonians or people that support the Wanderers in Ottawa as well. So you'll see probably mm-hmm. a bunch of people that will come out of the woodwork to show yeah. up to support you know, Halifax. Yeah. Um and I think that because it's a pivotal match for us you'll see a little bit more buy-in from our fans too. Yeah. Um so I'm going to take a you know throw a dart in the dark here and say maybe I'm going to say 5300. That's my that's my dart in the dark. 5300. I think that's, we're going to see, a... see a lot. We're going to see a lot. That would be
0: really great. I think yeah. uh, I don't. I don't think it's a number we're going to be worried about. I think it's definitely going to be bigger than the rescheduled game simply because it's not a rescheduled game. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, true. <laughs> you know what I mean. And, yeah, it's on a Wednesday, but Wednesday nights under the lights. You know, some people like that better than a uh, than a weekend afternoon. So I think it's. Yeah. I think it should be good. It's not. I, I. I'll say right now, I'm pretty confident it won't be our lowest turnout of the season for definitely you know, all the definitely all the not. things that we just mentioned. Yeah, um. <laughs> this is really fun so um we we have some questions from uh, so joey coaches a, a team uh, S- uh smith falls right correct
1: yep yeah Smith Falls. Um, yeah.
0: and so uh he's like under under nine questions. or
1: under seven girls yeah
0: yeah so um his kids sent us some questions and they're all really oh good. nice and, all right let's do so, it yeah so his first one's really good why isn't there a women's league when we the girls play better in canada <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it! Uh, <laughs> I will say because we are f- too far behind the times. That is my yes, answer. yeah. I, w- I
1: you know what? You're right because I mean you look at some of the games that have been played recently in Europe with with women's leagues. I mean they said the women's Euro Championship was the one of the most attended games of all time. Well, it was um, the
0: highest. It was the highest attended Euro final, men or women,
1: ever. Yeah, I think it was ninety eight thousand I
0: mean, we, went to Wembley to watch the women's Euro it, final. It,
1: exactly so i, I think that air er, places where football has been ingrained in their culture for like 100 plus years mm-hmm. are 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 light years ahead of canada as far as yeah. as far as equality in the league um do i think that canada eventually will have you know a similar women's league i would love to see it honestly i would and yeah. i think that everyone in, in you know in ccsg and all the ato fans would probably come out to support them too because you know yeah. what regardless of of whether you know your your gender is man or woman or or you know however you identify um and whatever league you're playing in i think that at the end of the day you're representing the city and you're wearing that shield on your chest um and i think that that says something so you know (laughs) why isn't there a women's league i think it's coming um, I think yeah. that we're building the men's league right now. I mean, we've got eight teams and we're we're moving forward with some expansions and stuff. <laughs> and I think that once the league gets to a place where it's on par with some of the other you know national leagues, mm-hmm. then we're gonna start seeing the gradual expansion. like we've got League One Ontario now, we've got League one in BC. You'll see start seeing expansions and I hope I hope uh, it expands to 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 the girls and the women as well because I have a six year old daughter. You know, she mm-hmm. just started soccer this year, and yeah. I would love to see her. You know, if if she finds passion in the sport and wants to play it professionally, I would love to be able to see that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we're we're already expanding this on the semi pro level. I mean, we just had the League One Canada um, Women's Final yesterday or the day before, and yeah. you know. Uh, people are going out to see this and you know it's it, it's weird because for the longest time the canadian women's team has been the one that people watch because the canadian's men team was so garbage so <laughs> yeah, it was true. it was like the better one so i mean this is a very fair question it's it's a thing that needs to happen and it's the thing that needs to happen sooner than later yep so good question thank you for that one this one's really funny too why is our anthem only one verse when the canadian anthem is like three <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, some mad shade. Yeah. You,
0: That's because we've all drank too
1: much to remember more than one verse. <laughs> That's true. We need, we need very simple lyrics with a lot of clapping. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I would love to see our, our anthem get you know expanded a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it will. Honestly, the amount of songs and, and traditions that have been expanded in the dub and, mm-hmm. and in, at TD, it's only a matter of time before that that you know keeps going because I don't know if you remember the the anthem or whatever from last season. They're like, it Uly, hey hey and I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I hope it expands. Really good question. I I can't yep. tell you why, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that you know things keep growing for for it, our, our anthem.
0: It might expand, and we just might get new songs as well. New
1: songs. That's are true. Always we're always we're always building. So. Yep. Yep. This one I'm going to throw to you. I got one for you. Uh, You got one for me? You're going to throw it to me? Okay, you throw uh, one to me. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to give you this one. Uh, Why isn't diving carted more often since the refs have been told to make it stop?
0: (laughs) Thank you for shooting this one to me. This one is... um, I figured you wanted uh, to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like this one because I... because if you remember from the game, Josh Hurd actually did get yellow carded for diving, and yeah, he it did. just brought a happy tear to my eye. And it's not the first time that we've seen an opponent get yellow carded for diving playing against us. If you will remember the looking at game you, of the season, Escalante. <laughs> looking at you, Escalante. But um, it is a refreshing thing that we've been seeing in our league as yellows for diving, and yep. it's a thing that needs to continue. Yeah, you know, it's a, uh, It's only. It's only going to go up from there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit you with one last question there, Patrick. Do it. I know this is this is an issue that's near and dear to your heart. It sure is. <laughs> I'm doing my referee training, and I don't think the refs are good. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> I, I know that's not a question, but it's annoying that I feel like it doesn't matter how hard I try to be good at refing if the bad ones get paid. Shade. You just Ooh. got
1: shaded by <laughs> a child. <laughs> um, You know what? I like that. I like that that yeah. people to me that makes me feel good that there's still people out there that because I let me rephrase refer <laughs> being a referee is probably one of the most difficult jobs in 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 sports in because sport, yeah. <laughs> well just in sports in general I think that everyone yeah. shits on referees when they feel yep. like they're they slighted their team or whatever mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. I think that Canada soccer referees are particularly shit um, because yes, we're a young league, and yeah, a lot of these refs were pulled up from lower leagues, and they maybe don't have the experience, or they're you know not good, um, or whatever. Um, and it it's, it can be frustrating, especially as a new person coming in who has you know that kind of attitude of I'm going to come in and do a good job, and I'm here to facilitate the game. Because again, at the end of the day, if you don't have a referee, you don't have a game. Yeah. So so we obviously need them, and we need people like whoever asked this question. We need people like that in the referee you know atmosphere yeah, to absolutely make sure that the the, the games continue on however it, it can be very frustrating and anyone out there who's worked a job or done anything with any other people where mm. there's been people that you know I'm gonna say have been riding the coattails or not pulling their weight or whatever euphemism you want to use um, and they still get paid or they still mm. get you know accolades as being part of the team quote unquote. Yep. Um, It can be incredibly frustrating because Mm. it's demoralizing for you as someone you're like, well, why do I even put the effort in if, you know, this guy who puts in 30 percent of the effort gets paid (laughs) the same amount as me? My my suggestion to you, person who wrote this question, is that you are the future of the sport. And Mm. if you feel this way about being a referee even if you see those people you need to not dwell on them and focus on you because i think that eventually you know yeah they're getting paid or whatever they're still doing their thing but they'll develop a reputation and if you're an efficient referee you're a fair referee you're an ethical referee i don't think anyone out there is going to fault you and i think that you'll help grow the sport in canada so whoever this is please keep putting the effort in please keep you know Hitting, keeping your nose to the grindstone um, yeah. and keep being good at what you do and, and taking pride, taking pride in what you do because a lot of yeah. referees out there, I think tr- pretend to take pride in what they do, but really it's a little bit of a power trip. Yeah. Um, but the ones who who do take pride in their in their work um, I think are are few and far between and we need more mm-hmm. of them. So please yeah. please don't give up on on officiating. Um, and I hope that you, you stick with it and we see you maybe you know in a few years or whatever. Um, Out on the pitch refereeing and we can look at you and say, you know what this person thought about maybe Giving up because of the people they were refereeing with but they didn't and now we have a quality referee that more people can learn from Um, So the referees coming up behind them will look up and say hey there Here's an example of someone doing a good job and being a good referee Well, that's
0: just it I think if you're already noticing at such a young age that the refs are bad Then I think those refs need to be sweating looking back and being like, oh my god, I'm gonna be replaced I'm going to be replaced yeah. by these youngins that are going to be better than me. Which is great, <laughs> and I love it. And I
1: think that that's what you need, is you need that, that competition. You need that like always pushing to be better. Because if you, yep. as soon as you have stagnation, as soon as you have apathy, then you know I think you should be replaced. For sure.
0: Yeah, fantastic questions. Great questions. Joey Smith Falls team, that's awesome. And also the Smith Falls team, shout out to y'all. Um, yeah. There's there no dub segment There was no one in the dub And <laughs> we got some word back from the GCP watch party We were chatting with those folks
1: Yeah of course Yeah we got some good photos um, It's well attended as always uh, mm-hmm. It always looks great at away games CCSG still comes out to support the boys Even when they're away um, Beers looked real refreshing I got a really great picture of Billy <laughs> When I was like how's the GCP And it was just like him with a beer <laughs> I was yeah. like, yep, looks about look, looks looks about said. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so deaf uh, next 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 away match, Def, head over to the GCP. Uh, if yep. you haven't been, check it out. If you have been, go back. Um, yep. Always always great uh, at the watch Always parties. a riot.
0: So, next yep. the next away match that's going to be next weekend, I believe, against Calgary. Uh,
1: yes, yep. yep. After yep. our home match Calvary on the Wednesday. On twenty. Yep. Or sorry, on yeah. Uh, the. It's Sunday the twenty first. Um, yeah, a hot stove. Uh, you we know, we will to talk about hot stove, hot stove. That, as we always do. We always do. Um, this <laughs> week, what happened? You know, because of scheduling issues, uh, just a few hours before the match a fire as spicy always in its
0: own right it's pretty spicy very its very own, spicy
1: right? uh <laughs> yeah so shout out to eddie for for throwing that one on uh, a lot of it was it was a good one man like i i jumped in uh, a lot of, a lot of talk uh, about how important this game was for us so like it sucks yeah. that we dropped it yeah. um there's a lot of debate on standings matchday hot takes mm-hmm. um as always excellent um <laughs> i gotta give a special shout out here to joey if anyone was listening <laughs> to the podcast uh i gotta give a shout out to joey for telling no finish to eat his ass <laughs> on the <laughs> air when he <laughs> <laughs> when he said that Carlos shouldn't be in the running for head coach of the year because quote defensive play is boring, oh, shut <laughs> up. yeah, I think it was Jesse. Like the, the least like, goals, like,
0: goals in the league, it,
1: Yeah, it was funny because because Jesse uh, went off in the, in the chat. She was like, "Go off, King," <laughs> during the when Joey was gone. <laughs> like literally, like I was listening to it in my kitchen. And I had a beer, and Joey was like, "He was like, uh, yeah, just gonna chime in here. You if you think that Carlos can't." it shouldn't be in the running for that reason you could eat my ass and i spit my beer out <laughs> the kitchen this <laughs> is classic joey guns blazing like right out of oh the my gate God. um yeah just another garbage take but immediately dispatched by our ccsg hot stove assassin himself yeah, so the hot stove um, assassin. so good man honestly and, and if you haven't been to the hot stove even if you're a casual fan jump on um yeah. you know we, we don't there's no requirement for you to like be a season ticket holder or be Mm -hmm. whatever we just ask that you come in and if you want to talk you raise your hand we'll eddie Mm -hmm. will throw the throw the mic to you you can say your piece and even if it's you know your own crazy just take about how i don't know the team needs a complete restructure we'll listen and people will talk about it so the
0: only rules is you know please have your phone charged and you know don't eat or burp during it that's it yes that's true (laughs) Yes. Speaking yes. of, we'll have one. I'm, I'm guessing we're gonna have one later today. You know, you're listening to it since the matchup's on Wednesday. Yes, that's um, true. Will be actual be, because of how off the cuff these can be. You know, it might be switched up. It might be Wednesday again. Who knows? But there will be yes. obviously. Keep an eye on Twitter. Notice it will keep an eye on Twitter. It will be on there. Speaking of our Twitter, it's Capital City SG everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. You know all that. Next matchup Wednesday, Halifax Wanderers. We need to win this, do we not? We do. And they we finally won.
1: They, they they finally won a game. Uh, against yeah. Valor so you know what Good with them. a pen shocker <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoa crazy um, so yeah hopefully we can put them into the ground and pick up three yeah. points because I think we need it at this point
0: <laughs> yep absolutely so if you want to be there if you want tickets in the dub go to our website com. there's a the little link on the top right it's a little picture of some tickets you can go there you can sit in the best supporters section in the goddamn league straight up <laughs> Hot stove, Twitter space at the half as we always do. Go to the game. Check us out on all the link trees, on the Spotify's, on the on the what else are we on? A- on a- YouTube? Apple Music, on I Apple, think. Apple as well, yeah. Apple Podcast. Check us out. This has been a good epi. Patty you have anything else
1: to say signing off from riga sign off from riga um you know glad to glad to remain a part of it can't wait to see the game on uh, on wednesday i'll be watching from here as well um it'll be super late but you know what whatever man uh football is life as they say football is live. football is <laughs> live. <laughs> on that note um
0: we'll to you uh, see you all later this week Boom.